Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Monday, November 14th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down the Monday card. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know it is a massively busy day of shows, one after another. So we're ripping right into the card right away at this four-game slate. We'll start with the New York Islanders and the Ottawa Senators. Islanders minus 125 road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, I said on Saturday... I thought Ottawa was in a good spot. I like the value you got with them, minus 120 or so at Philadelphia to finally break out, snap the losing streak, and they did just that uh, with a nice uh, victory uh, in that game. 4-1 uh, to one over Philly. I think it was the best game Cam Talbot's played in his short tenure with the Ottawa Senators as well. He was very sharp in net. I think there's a chance they carry it over here. I know they've struggled at home lately, but they've just struggled in general lately. It's not like it's just been at home. They lost, of course, on the road to Tampa, Florida, and New Jersey as well. I think getting a win, you know, all of a sudden it gets confidence going. You feel better going to the rink every day, and I think you just will see that here, kind of like what you saw with Pittsburgh when they broke their streak. They won a few. St. Louis, same thing. Look at St. Louis. They beat San Jose, and then they went to Vegas and beat the Golden Knights on Saturday night. So it's amazing what one win can do for these teams on these losing streaks. And I think there's some value on Ottawa, too, here as a home underdog. And uh, the Islanders, you look at them, it's not like they've played the best hockey lately. Uh, they, they were playing well for a while, but suddenly these last two games, they have the loss to the Arizona, which I took the Coyotes that night, 2 nothing, And then the last game, they had to rally from a deficit, believe it or not, uh, against Columbus to beat them. Uh, beat the Blue Jackets 4-3 uh, in overtime. Haven't seen Sorokin give up three goals or more in many games lately. He finally did that, yeah. uh, obviously, on uh, uh, that game against uh, Columbus on Saturday. Uh, we don't have goalies confirmed yet. For the, and this is, by the way, note the start time. I can't explain why, but it's a 5.30 <laughs> p.m. Eastern game, Alex. It's the weirdest thing, but there, it's an early start here in Ottawa, so be aware of that. Don't have goalie confirmations, but I like Ottawa a little bit here as a home dog. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I was going to ask you because I know it, it's playing in Ottawa. So I was going to say, was there something, you know, some kind of a holiday in Canada or something that was going on to, to warrant nope. this early time? I have no idea uh, what it's about either. I tried to look it up and couldn't find anything. So just one of those uh, those occurrences. And sometimes you see teams get off to weird starts when they are out of rhythm uh, playing. You know, this is a, a Monday day game, which you sometimes have for holidays, but – I just think that we might see a bit of a slower start here. The Islanders have been playing very well, and they've done well uh, against Ottawa historically, too. Uh, looking back, uh, they've won nine of the last ten meetings, as well as five of the last six in Ottawa. So uh, that's something that's kind of scaring me a little bit on the sense. Yes, they, they've got to win. They've got things rolling in the right direction. But this Islanders team that's playing way better than I expected uh honestly it being you know second in the metro right now i'm not going to lay a dollar 25 this is what i'm going to watch and maybe look for some live spots uh, except i've been hitting a lot of these live overs lately waiting for that number to drop maybe if we see the pace uh increase a little bit which you know we've been seeing that more and more with Ottawa with uh, the islanders more than usual maybe we get a spot for a five and a half or even a five uh if you have like an mgm book that that goes in half goal increments uh and jump from there 
Yeah, no question about that. Uh, a good point there uh, that you raise. Uh, Shane Pinto probably, and for a goal scorer, prop, maybe Alex it because he's struggling. He got two goals against Philly. So sometimes when you see that, uh, it's definitely going to be a boost and you get on a little bit of a run offensively. Yeah, Thomas Shabbat on IR is definitely unfortunate for the uh, Ottawa Senators injured in that loss to the Philadelphia Flyers. That is a, that's a, that's a huge concern for me here too. But uh, you've got uh, Jacob Larson, Nick Holden. These are guys that have been around the block. They're veterans. Uh, Sanderson and JBD, Jacob Bernard Docker, uh, going to be the top pairing. Brandstrom and Hamannick, the uh, second pairing. So, And sometimes the first game without that player, they, everybody rises up. I've mentioned that angle many times before. Uh, maybe you see that here with the uh, uh, Ottawa Senators here. First game without Thomas Shabbat in the uh, lineup. But like I say, it's decent value up. 105 here they are as home underdogs la calgary we've got the flames minus 180 home favorites six the total uh, in this game same kind of thing we talked about just now with ottawa we mentioned it was st louis pittsburgh all these teams that were on these massive losing streaks they're now all of them snapping out of it and maybe going on a run in the other direction could that be the case with calgary snap their losing streak against winnipeg Calgary team that was playing better hockey than that losing streak would indicate. We talked about it. The New Jersey game, the Islander game, so many games they carried the play. Uh, they were the you know they had they were the team that was in better form and they just were not getting the results to go with it. Uh, so when I look at this matchup here, I think it's a chance for the Flames to uh, get on a little bit of a roll. But I don't know if I want to lay minus 180. If this was a better price, I'd be on Calgary. I lean Calgary in regulation maybe, but at the same time, you know. Even the Winnipeg win was close, 3-2, and L.A. has won three in a row. And, you know, finding ways to win. And every game they've played, it seems, lately has been a close game. Even the loss to Chicago, 2-1 to one in overtime. They're playing a lot of close games. This could be a draw candidate, and I'm not the draw guy. Alex is. Uh, but this definitely could be a game that's pretty tight, close, and maybe ends up going toward a draw. It's actually a game from a side and a total perspective. I don't have a strong feel for it, but more of a game that I will look at maybe some props here as well. Look, Velarde's ship has sailed, unfortunately. I'm seeing plus 140 now that some books have on him to score a goal. So they've really adjusted that to the point now where it was fun betting Gabe Velarde a month ago, not necessarily getting the value now uh, on him uh, to find the uh, back of the net. For Calgary, uh, here's an interesting uh, line combination here. Adam Ruzichka uh, here for the uh, uh, Calgary Flames scored a goal, had an assist against Winnipeg, and top line tonight for him, uh, uh, slated to be on the top line, at least with Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli for the Calgary Flames tonight. Adam Ruzichka, there's your bargain bin. Uh, there's not a whole lot of great bargain bin player props on this limited four-game NHL slate tonight, but that was definitely uh, one of the ones that stood out like a sore thumb to me. Guy that got a goal the other night against uh, Winnipeg. Uh, in the victory for the Calgary Flames, and now playing alongside Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli on that top line and priced at plus 500 to plus 525 in many books to score a goal tonight for the Flames. So I think that's outstanding value. Because again, I, and I love doing this, Alex. I'll do it again here with Ruzichka. Let's look at what Lindholm is to score a goal tonight. Plus 155 to as high as plus 210. Right. Let's look at what uh, Tyler Toffoli is, is uh, the, uh, the other guy on that top line to score a goal tonight. Anywhere from plus 210 to plus 280. And yet here's Rizicka, plus 500, 525. So those are the kind of things I love to see in the bit bargain bin goal scorer market. 
Uh, Alex, what do you yeah. think here at Kings Flames? And you know it lends credence to what I kind of talk about with player props too. Looking at those players that are in the top echelon of of the the odds and looking at those points over one and a half. So if you like Ruzicki to score, well, maybe Toffoli or one of those guys, you know, they get the assist, they get a goal later. Now you're over your two. So that's why like I said that, you know, this, they, they correlate really. When you look at a player stepping up in a big role, you want to get those top line mates to, you know, get those points and assist marks and you can, you know, combine those for even a bigger value. But as far as this game goes, these are two teams that, for some reason or another, don't really like each other. It seems like it's been like that for a very long time. Every time these two teams play together, they've been really chippy. And obviously Sutter, being a former Kings coach, he knows that. So now being on the other side of the fence, I think we still see that. And we've seen a lot of close battles back and forth uh, with these two teams. Uh, looking at the last three all decisions decided by one goal. One of those games went to overtime. That's what I like here, plus 355. And that's great value for two teams that have kind of been up and down clashing and, and, and like I said, these are two teams that don't like each other. They know it's a division rivalry game. These are two important points to bo- both clubs going in different directions. So uh, I'll take a shot here with the draw at plus 255. All right, like in the draw here. I figured this could be a draw candidate, and indeed it is for uh, Alex. All right, Carolina and Chicago. Uh, we've got the uh, Black uh, Kakalaki here, the Hurricanes minus 220, uh, road favorites, uh, six the total in this game, shaded to the under. Uh, this is a tricky game a little bit here in terms of uh, the spot for Chicago returning home off the road trip. We've talked about these kind of situations at nauseum, but these haven't been the automatic fade spots that we normally think of uh, because some of these teams have performed better than expected in that first home game off a long road trip. I, I find for some reason this year, those teams are performing a little bit better coming off the road trips when they return home. And that's the case for Chicago uh, following three games against uh, Winnipeg, L.A., and Anaheim. Uh, on the road, and they did lose the first two against Winnipeg and L.A., but got back in the win column, beating Anaheim. Anaheim seems to be that get-well team for any team right now, uh, and Chicago gets the uh, 3-2 win against the Ducks in that game. We'll see if they can keep it going here as they return home to the Windy City against a Carolina team that probably not going to be happy with the way they've played lately. Outside of the blasting 7-2 to over Edmonton, uh, they get shut out by Florida, lose to Toronto, and 4-1 against Colorado. Uh, on Saturday night. I was shocked the line was that cheap, honestly, on Colorado on Saturday night. I couldn't believe it was just minus 130, and I actually went down even further. Like, and I, I like Carolina, but Carolina's been erratic a little bit this year. A lot of their wins, if you actually look at the nine wins they've had, many of them have come against Sisters of the Poor, honestly, uh, this year. So there is some p- holes to poke in the way Carolina's playing right now. So many holes that I'm not going to take Carolina here. You know, in theory, they're better than Chicago, but you're not getting a bargain. Uh, you're, you're even the regulation price isn't tempting enough for me to bet it. And it, it does feel like a spot where you kind of want to go against Chicago, but at the same time, teams have been faring a little bit better first home game off this road trips this year. So it's going to be a pass for me all around uh, with the side and the total even I'm neutral on it. Um, and Chicago's actually played a little bit under uh, as of late. And we got to give that kid credit in net Arvid Soderblom, honestly, I mean, Alex doesn't believe it. I don't believe it. It's going to be sustainable uh, long-term the way he's playing right now. But he's playing well uh, the last few games, and we'll see if uh, that carries over tonight uh, for the uh, Blackhawks, although we won't know because Morozik is going to get the uh, start tonight for the uh, Blackhawks. Of course, he's just recently uh, come back uh, from uh, his injury. He got this L.A. game uh, last week and actually didn't play that bad 
uh, 33 saves on 35 shots for Morozik, but how long is he going to be able to stay healthy and on the ice? And it looks like it's Pyotr Kochetkov for Carolina. Keep in mind, Freddie Anderson's still on the IR. They don't want to run anti-Ranta into the ground, so you're going to see Pyotr Kochetkov, uh, who we saw a bunch last year down the stretch for Carolina in net. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? So this is a lean to the draw at plus 385. And the reason I, I like that it has now changed a little bit because, like I said, it's Kachekov and Net instead of Antti Ranta. Ranta's numbers against Chicago are dynamite, and I'm surprised he didn't get the start here. 4-1-1 one, one with a 1.48 goals against and a 9.54 save percentage. Uh, you know, he's the guy who I thought got the raw end of the deal at the time with the Hawks and he got moved. And so, so far he's played well. Peter Morazic, who was just with Carolina, he's 7-2 and two lifetime. Uh, against Carolina. So you feel like this would be two goalies that would be really hyped up to, to battle their old teams and play a close game. But looking at Chicago, he said it's not an automatic fade. And the reason for that is that three-game road trip, we saw progression from them, right? We saw them play a, a terrible game and get shut out by Winnipeg. But then they progressed, played at a better L.A. team, or at least a good L.A. team in my opinion, and, and hang around, end up losing that game, beat an Anaheim team that said that's been just dreadful against everybody. So we've seen the progression of them getting better and better. I think they'll have some energy and momentum uh, in this spot at, back at home. Maybe look at maybe Hawks' money line on the first period because this number is so inflated because of Carolina. Kochekov and that is interesting because – Keep in mind the Carolina Hurricanes affiliate and the Chicago Wolves. You're going to see a lot of these jerseys in that crowd tonight uh, over on the west side, and they'll be cheering on Kachekov and they'll be cheering on the Hurricanes. There's, there's a lot of Wolves fans that actually do not like the Blackhawks uh, going back to the, how that franchise started. So it's always interesting whenever a Wolves affiliate plays uh, at the United Center. It's almost a, a, a not fully split crowd. I have seen that once before way back in the old days, but it'll definitely be a, a lot of Hurricane supporters uh, there more than people think. That being said, I think this is going to be a back-and-forth game. I think we see some good offense going for both clubs, but I'm looking overall at the draw. I think that's a big price, plus 385, which I like to look for those draws when you see the inflated favorites uh, here in that $2 range. No doubt. And uh, if you'll actually look at uh, Carolina, they had three uh, overtime or shootout games in a row uh, late October into November. Since then, though, even though they haven't had any uh, overtime or shootout games beyond regulation, 5-3, 3-1, 3 with an empty net, uh, you know, 4-1 against Colorado. But they've still played, you know, relatively tighter games. And Chicago's definitely done that. Three of the last four games for the Blackhawks have been decided by one goal. So flirting with overtime in every game. Uh, and even the one that didn't almost got to overtime with Anaheim uh, over the weekend. So uh, the draw could be uh, worth a look. And Stefan Nason, I'm mentioning him again at for Chicago Wolf, of course, uh, last year with them. Top line tonight, elevated for, by Rod Brindamore. We'll be playing alongside uh, the uh, Andre Svechnikov and Sebastian Ajo on the uh, top line tonight for a Carolina. Plus 325 he is to score a goal uh, in this game tonight. Uh, and again, that power play point prop with him because a lot of his damage has come with the man advantage. It's worth yeah. a look. It hasn't cashed yet, but now on the top line and even more power play minutes, still getting one or either PP1 or PP2. He's going to be used on one of them for sure. Uh, definitely worth a look. Stefan Nason, the undervalued prop guy tonight, in my opinion, for Carolina. That's probably somebody I would honestly take a shot with as well. Like I said, you know, he's a guy who helped win the uh, called the Cup in Chicago, had, you know, liked his time there. So, uh, getting bumped to the top spot and, like I said, actually playing in front of a crowd of, of people that will be supporting them. Uh, he might be live to get a goal, definitely, uh, at plus 325. 
Yep, definitely good price as well. All right, final game of this Monday card, St. Louis Blues, Colorado Avalanche. We got Colorado minus 190, a home favorite, six the total in this one. Look, why not? Why not? Why, why not? Why not take another shot for me with St. Louis here tonight? And that's what I'm going to do at plus 170. Look, two in a row, including a very good Vegas team. Now, part of the win against Vegas was they were very good defensively. Bennington was great in the third period to preserve the lead. And it was a bad spot for Vegas. Brutal situation and spot for them, scheduling-wise. You're off that long five-game Eastern road trip. You swept it. You went 5-0. and the last game of that road trip, Alex, think about what game it was. It was the Buffalo game. You're all hyped up. You got former Golden Knights playing against uh, the Sabres, former Sabres playing against the Golden Knights. I mean, it was just one of those games. Everybody was amped up for it, and it completed a five-game sweep. Thursday night, you're back home playing St. Louis 48 hours later on Saturday night, and it's definitely the kind of spot where you can get tripped up. And that's exactly what happened for Vegas on Saturday night, losing to St. Louis. So I don't want to give St. Louis all the credit for winning that game. But nevertheless, they have played better in snapping the losing streak. Uh, I think when you look at this game, uh, it's just a big price now to be laying with Colorado. I, I was fine with laying the price with Colorado against Carolina. Minus 130 I thought was very reasonable. They have won four in a row. They played some solid hockey. But the fact remains, even with the, uh, injur- uh, the wins, the four straight wins, the injuries are mounting. The, the cluster injuries on the blue line are uh, predominant right now uh, with Colorado, Byram, Gerard, Curtis McDermott. Uh, they're all out. So we know this team's got tons of depth on the blue line. But, you know, at some point that's going to start to show up because now you've got Devon Taves, Kale McCarr, Eric Johnson, and Josh Manson, you know, your four regulars that are still in the, the lineup and on the blue line. Now you got to put in, you know, a few more journeyman names like Andreas Englund, and Jacob McDonald, who are going to be on that blue line tonight for the Colorado Avalanche. So, you know, this is where your depth is tested a little bit. And new defensive pairs, what's that mean? It means new communication has to be ironed out. And that could lead to some breakdowns, could lead to some issues uh, at the defensive. That's also why I like the over uh, in this game as well. I mean, I always say cluster injuries on the blue line equal goals and more goals usually. So I like over the total and I'm going to ride St. Louis one more time playing with the house's money. Now, after taking them against Vegas at plus 200, you know, got a little momentum, got a little bit of uh, positivity uh, on their side. And I don't doubt for a second, the St. Louis blues will always be amped up to play Colorado, uh, given their playoff history, any chance they get to, you know, try to make amends and, and beat this team. I know they're frustrated with some of the history they've had the last couple of years against the abs. You know, you should get an amped up St. Louis blues team tonight. So I like the dog here, live dog. And I also like over six uh, in this game with those injuries. Like I said, on the blue line for a uh, Colorado, uh, what do you think here, Alex blues abs? Yeah, I love this over uh, six. And I'm, I'm surprised we, we, I thought for sure we we're going to get six and a half. I still would have played it over. Uh, you look at the history, like I said, these two teams, Going back and forth in some heated playoff battles, uh, division rivals, they just truly don't like each other. Nine and three, the last 12 meetings to the over. And in those three that didn't go over, they easily could have in the, in the postseason. Those games one and two in that playoff series, uh, they were just a goal away from from, from cashing in each of those. So it's been a high-scoring affair. We know how Bennington can be really shaky. The Blues haven't played that well uh, in Colorado. Four and ten the last fourteen meetings, six and eighteen the last twenty-four meetings overall. So Colorado seemed to have had that number, but like I said, the injury is piling up on the blue line. I don't know who's going to win this one, but I think we're going to see goals going back and forth. So uh, give me the over six. All right, liking the over as well, Alex. Here with the uh, Blues and the Abs, 
Uh, and definitely, and the thing is, Bennington shaky numbers at times against uh, the Avs. Georgiev and Net for Colorado. Georgiev's been really good. Seven and two win loss record uh, for uh, Colorado with him and Net. Georgiev, 2.66 goals against 924 Sabres. He's actually played quite well, but uh, I don't, we'll see if that carries over to uh, the game uh, tonight. Uh, yeah, it's uh, apparently there's some questions in MDR 24 saying that uh, Ronta projected. Now, this is actually a beat reporter that. Uh, from rotowire.com as Kochetkov confirmed, and it was a beat reporter that said he was first off the ice leading to indicate he's going to start. So okay. we're on the, we have to assume it's Kochetkov right now. There's nothing that would I indicate see, otherwise right now. No, I, I see, I see, yeah, Piotr Kochetkov first goalie off in morning skate, but then yeah. it says Antti Ranta confirmed at goalie post. Okay. So, uh, this is so Ranta got off the ice first, but, but, uh, or or yeah. Kachekov got off the ice first, but Ronta wanted to get extra work in on a start day. Maybe, I mean, that, yeah. That although possible. you did say it's puzzling they wouldn't start Ronta, given his yeah. track record. Given his track record yeah. and history against the Hawks. So, I mean, yeah. like, my play stays the same. I like to draw either way. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if you like looking at the over, for example, maybe want to hesitate and uh, heat back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that being the case. All right. Great stuff. Uh, there you go. That is the, the Monday card. I told you it'd be a short show. We'll rip through it. It's just got to be that way today. Unfortunately, we like to, you know, I'd like to give you my 10 minute spiel on every game like I normally do uh, on every show, <laughs> but uh, can't do it today. I mean, I got to get a little bit of a bite to eat in before the next show. So that's another thing. So uh, we'll get back to it with a full uh, in-depth uh, take our time type of deal tomorrow on Tuesday uh, with the uh, show. We've got a big card, nine games uh, tomorrow in the NHL on Tuesday. So uh, looking forward to breaking that down. A reminder, patreon.com slash ice guys sign up to yeah. great content. there, just uh, $10 a month, tons of bonus content as well. Uh, let's get to best bets to wrap up this show. Alex, uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, we'll go right back with that uh, avalanche and blues over six. Uh, you get that minus a dollar ten. About as high as the dollar fifteen. I think that's a great price for two teams that do not like each other, and they have been scoring goals left and right against each other. Nine and three to the over in the last twelve. Uh, let's go, St. Louis and Colorado over six minus a dollar ten is the best bet. All right, St. Louis, Colorado over six best bet for uh, Alex B. Smith with uh, the Blues and the Abs over the total. Uh, my best bet. You know what? I'm going to go to the same game, but I'm going to go to the St. Louis Blues side. I'm going to take the dog here. It's not, and I like the over two, but I'm going to go with the St. Louis Blues here. Uh, at a nice price, you can get as high as plus 170 uh, in some spots with the uh, Blues here. Just because of the fact they've won two in a row, it's positive momentum. It's the abs a little, little bit vulnerable on the blue line. Uh, no question about that. Uh, and a chance here, I think, for St. Louis to have a shot at the very least to uh, uh, knock off the uh, abs here in this game. Uh, tonight, even though, like I say, the Avs have won four in a row. Two of those were against lousy Columbus, though. Keep that in mind. Nashville's pathetic right now, struggling. Uh, and uh, Carolina has been a little bit more disappointing this year in their last win. Uh, St. Louis, I think at this price, worth a look. And short card, four games. It's actually one of the games I like the most, believe it or not, is this one. St. Louis, see if they can reward me again like they did on Saturday night. Blues plus 170 against the Avs, my best bet. Uh, for this Monday uh, card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Uh, hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, 
Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex P. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. Thank <sighs> you.